A select few survivors are tasked with colonizing and repopulating a new Earth. Strong female characters drive the action in this dystopian post-apocalyptic thriller. Georgia, one of several beautiful genetic exotics, dares to break free from the tightly controlled social structures that forces women like her into a life of sexual slavery and forbids all women to bear and raise their own babies. Enter the Hatchery. Chapter 32 The Border Georgia took off at full speed across a desolate stretch of parched earth that separated the border fence from the base of the volcano. The bullets were tearing at the ground around her as she ran. She sprinted over the charred remains of ferns and zigzagged between sparse stands of palms. Georgia had dropped Roxy over the edge of the fence just minutes before, ordering her to run in the direction of a cluster of palms and dense ferns she spotted from her vantage point at the top of the fence. She hoped the yellow haze that formed a thick blanket over the ground was enough to obscure Roxy from detection. Roxy was just over three feet tall, small enough for the haze to cover her little body as she ran. But Georgia was a tall woman. It was difficult for her to move quickly and keep herself hidden from view. Roxy nestled into some thick shrubbery around a hundred feet from the looming fence. She kept her eyes fixed on her mother, waiting for her to look in the right direction. When the guards turned their backs, she would put out her little arm and wave to try to catch Georgia's attention. Georgia finally spotted Roxy's arm and grinned to herself with maternal pride. She got down on her hands and knees to crawl the rest of the way. She moved slowly and painfully, moving along the rough terrain until finally reaching the hiding spot. She dove into the hedge, hunkering down next to Roxy and panting heavily from exhaustion. The image of Arthur's mangled body draped over the barbed wire would be forever imprinted in Georgia's memory, but she was grateful that it was sufficiently blurred from Roxy's view. The two fugitives clung to each other and held their breath as the border guards approached the hedge and shoved their bayonets all around them barely missing them. One came so close, the blade parted Georgia's thick red hair, narrowly missing her scalp. Luckily, Roxy remained in frozen silence throughout the terrifying ordeal. She instinctively understood that their lives depended on her stillness and silence. Georgia and Roxy waited for the border guards to work their way down the dense foliage that extended for about a half mile in both directions. It was close to a shift change, and the guards would be anxious to turn over their search to the next group and go home for the night. Georgia watched as another group of guards walked up to consult with those who had originally pursued them. One guard was pointing his bayonet in the opposite direction. Apparently, he was confident that their search had been adequately thorough. The new shift of border guards did not double back, 
but continued in the same direction. Georgia breathed a sigh of relief, and Roxy, taking this as a signal from her mother, did the same. They're moving away from us, Rox, she whispered. Let's just wait here a little longer, until they're far enough away that we can't see them anymore. If we can't see them, they probably can't see us. Okay, Mommy, Roxy whispered. Georgia gave her an encouraging smile. You did great, Rox. I'm so proud of you. You did everything right, honey. Roxy looked up at her mother, tears welling heavily in her lower lids. Mommy, am I going to see Auntie Sheila on the other side? Georgia squeezed her daughter tightly and brushed down the unruly brown curls with her fingers. No, Rox, we won't get to see Auntie Sheila or any of your aunties for a long time. We're in a different sector now. We're in Sector A. Uncle Phil's sector? She asked excitedly. The one with the white clouds? Georgia looked at her daughter in disbelief. Roxy was just a fetus in the hatchery when Arthur left the exotic storm for good. Georgia brought her home shortly after her second birthday. There was no way. At this point, Roxy was jumping in place. Uncle Phil told me. He said, Sector A never gets the yellow clouds. He said it's a nice place to live. He did? When did you meet Uncle Phil? Auntie Sheila takes me for visits to his camp on the roof, she replied matter-of-factly. Uncle Phil says that he's going to take me pretty soon to see his nice big house and meet his little girl and her mommy. He says he's going to take you, too. Georgia struggled to hold back her emotions. He told you all that? Uh-huh. Uncle Phil says I can have a play date with his little girl. Roxy scrunched her face in concentration. Mommy, I don't remember her name. Georgia thought about Arthur's frantic cries as he held Roxy over his head and above the barbs on the border fence. He cried out to Georgia to take Maggie just before the bullet ripped through his forehead. She closed her eyes tightly to keep the tears from escaping. Uncle Phil's little girl's name is Maggie. Can we go visit Maggie and her mommy now? Georgia didn't respond. Her mind was preoccupied with trying to pull together the missing pieces. So, Sheila had stayed in contact with Arthur all this time and was bringing Roxy along with her. That's how Roxy knew what to do. Sheila and Arthur had been preparing her, training her to make a successful escape. Georgia shook her head, astonished by this realization. Roxy and her Auntie Sheila were constant companions. Georgia never questioned their numerous outings, silly war games, and other adventures. She was appreciative to Sheila for doting over her precocious and difficult child. After all, those two were kindred spirits. Sheila may have been annoyingly caustic, but she was one of the few people in Roxy's life 
who truly enjoyed her company. And Roxy was completely devoted to her. Georgia reasoned that it was Sheila who taught Roxy how to hide and avoid detection from the border guards. Georgia owed their escape to the brilliantly clever exotic. And of course, to the troubled former R.T. who sacrificed his life to help them over the border fence. This is Dr. Joe Vio, narrator of J.M. Vela's The Hatchery. I'd like to invite you to be one of the first subscribers to listen to our new serial novel podcast, The Side Piece. Available wherever you get your podcasts. You're going to love it.